All right, welcome to this week's episode of Newcastle Museo Talk. I'm your host, Simon Threadgate. Apologies for the episode being so late to go live. My wife and I had a little baby on Tuesday night, and we've both pretty much had our hands full with this adorable little bundle that just keeps on crying, so sleep is in short supply, but I've grabbed a moment to uh, record the introduction to the episode and get it online. Um, the guest this week is Helena Kitley, who sang in Steely Divas locally, uh, Glam Slam uh, as well, and her solo appearances around the places and recordings under her own name. Uh, she has a really huge voice, a lot of cool blues vibes, real powerful presence. Uh, she's featured up on the wall at the Wicko Park Hotel there in a cool framed photo on the wall display they've got there, and she plays there pretty regularly. Uh, if you see her name coming up there or anywhere really, go and see her. You will not be disappointed. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash newcastlemusotalk and find us at newcastlemusotalk.home.blog. Um, we're also on iTunes and the Apple iPod app. If you listen by one of those services where you can leave a review and you like the show or otherwise, just let us know, rate the show or get in touch via the Facebook show if you want to have a say or suggest someone that we really should interview. You know, If you've got someone in mind who you'd like to hear a conversation with, we've got a few concepts we're going to have a look at in terms of who we get in, on the show but um, yeah we'll keep in touch with that we're trying to get it regularly again uh, every Wednesday a new episode I've already got interviews in the can with uh, Tim Clack from Schlauncher and Porn, uh, Porn Logic. I've got with Kevin Bull who's a prolific live photographer and runs uh, live music photographer he runs Reverb Street Press which uh, exists at ReverbStreetPress.com had a, a goodly run as a paper street press there after the U-turn and uh um, Marcus Wright also we're doing an interview with with uh, Big Apache there and at the Wicko Park Hotel he works there and I've done some work for him on the soundboards there uh, Top Blake Marcus and we just had a chat about uh, again, again what we do with everyone have, have a chat about the scene how we got involved in it um, yeah, where he see, sees it going and, and he's involved with a lot of changes in the town with the uh, task, force, task force that's in place with the council so we'll keep abreast of that as well but anyway, we'll always keep everything updated by the pa- by the Facebook page. Today's guest, Helena Kitley, a lovely person. She did the flowers at my wedding and she played a killer acoustic version of Love Gun by Kiss. Go and see her live where you can. Buy her album or stream via the regular places. Links will be in the episode description. Enjoy the show. First question I usually start with, what's the music that you were raised on? What's sort of your musical background raised on by your parents? What was the music you heard as a kid? Well, my mum and dad had a record collection mm-hmm. and they had a lot of so Stilly Dan mm-hmm. and Boss Gags and Jimi Hendrix yep. and... But yeah, stuff on the radio, that sort of thing, growing yeah. up in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Did you always sing along? Was it how early did yeah. you know you could hold a tune? Oh, like I pretty much wanted to be a singer for as long as I can yep. remember. <laughs> pretty much as soon as I was talking, I was singing. Yeah, yeah, making up my own little <laughs> songs and that sort of thing. Who were the big voices of your childhood that you remember really being inspired by or aspiring to? So probably Bowie for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's funny, like, thinking back the early years, very much like male singers, I think, mm. were influential. It wasn't sort of until I was older that I was into more female singers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who was that first female singer that sort of opened your eyes to that? I think um, Erica Badu. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Very nice. And what was sort of your transition into your own musical taste? When did you sort of get away from what your parents had been listening to into like what were the bands that really started you on that path of this is, you know, tickling, tickling my ear the right way? I think probably, yeah, like Gunners, Guns yep. N' Roses. Yep, nice. And, um, yeah, probably Nirvana, Chili Peppers. Yeah, yeah. The whole 90s alternative. Yeah, definitely. Feel. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, what's the short list of the bands that you've been in or that people might know you from? What's some? Um, okay, so... Um, like you're fairly well-known as a solo artist locally, yeah? Like, I don't know, fairly well-known, but that, <laughs> it's... <laughs> Steely Davis, and before that, yeah, it was very much centered around the original scene. So yeah, yeah. My, my band was Boy Germs, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, sounds very punk, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really, not no. really. But um, yeah. Um, Always in a singing capacity. Do you play? You play guitar as well, obviously. Yeah, you, yeah, I yeah. play a bit of guitar and keys. And, yeah, yeah, so. Do you have a favourite out of the bands that you've been in in terms of, I don't know, the best music and the best time that you had? No, I mean, like, they've all been good. Um, Glam Slam was definitely a lot of fun with the whole dress-up yeah, side yeah. of things. And, um, yeah, doing that sort of music, it wasn't really something that I would have thought of doing. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, definitely, like, a, a lot of really good songs and... Um, yeah, finding my voice in that in that kind of genre, mm. and um, and you know, Steely Davis, like we did all Steely Dan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I was a backing singer in that, but um, you know, that was that was a lot of fun. Really interesting yeah. songs, and um, yeah, it was was very challenging putting that together, and you know, working with all the the vocal harmonies and that sort of thing. Yeah, Very yeah. interesting stuff. Is there so, a big yeah. Steely Dan following in Newcastle? Um, surprisingly, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, like we did all right. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> did you grow up locally or you're you an import or? Oh, so um, I grew up in a town called Coonabarabra, mm-hmm. which is sort of west of here. Yeah. Yeah, a few hours west. And, um, yeah, so I moved to Newcastle when I was... Oh, like 18, 19, mm. yeah. What brought you this way? 
Um, so my partner at the time lived here mm. and, yeah, just pretty keen to get out of Kuna. <laughs> <laughs> Had you already been playing music before you came to Newcastle? Yeah. At Kuna yeah. Barabran, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd been playing, you know, just by myself for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was there a scene in Coonabarabra where you could play or? or uh, yeah, not really. <laughs> um, you know, like. Do, Especially being underage as well, you know. Yeah, I think that's that would right. be. Like through through high school we used to, you know, jam a little bit with our friends and in people's garages and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually went to boarding school for year 11 and 12. Yep. So, yeah, so I played yeah, that's pretty much what got me through boarding yeah. school, playing music. And <laughs> Did you get involved in the musical theatre and stuff like that at school? Or? No, not really. No. no. No, just the tunes. Yeah. Um, what was the first bit? What was your first public performance that you did? What was that like? Was that at Newcastle? Your first time on a stage in front of people? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I, I played in a band called Block Nostrils. <laughs> 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 and. Um, you know, it was a bunch of original songs. I think our first gig was at the Hunter and Hunter. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, at that at that stage, I'd pretty much only the only like performances that I'd done were um, as a soloist, mm-hmm. and you know, playing an acoustic guitar and um, and I, I really hated the sound of my voice yeah. and singing in a microphone and and hearing the sound <laughs> of my voice. Coming back, you know, it's like, oh, is that what I sound like? (laughs) But um, so, yeah, we did this gig and um, I was struggling big time singing in a microphone. It was probably pretty terrible, but um, yeah, that was was a funny band. It's a hell of a venue too, the Hunter on Hunter. Yeah, classic old venue. (laughs) It was great. I remember there was a a fan up on the roof that was only sort of like (laughs) half attached and when it would spin around, you'd be waiting for the roof to cave in. Pretty much. (laughs) um, Do you you have a musical family? Were you brought up musically? Yeah, so dad was a musician. Yep. So it was always kind of around. And um, he just played locally at Coonabarabran? No, so before that, um, I I moved to Coonabarabran when I was nine. And, um, yeah, so before I was born, Dad was playing around in bands in Sydney. Mm-hmm. My parents are from Sydney. And, um, yeah, it was sort of not long after my sister and I were born that he kind of had a bit of a break from it. Mm-hmm. But, but music was still around in our, in our household. We always had guitars and instruments around. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's the uh, current projects that you're doing at the moment. What's your current focus is in terms of... Um, so yeah, there's a couple of projects, which I don't really want to give away at the moment, but, um, but also, like um, some mystery. yeah, but also, um, the original front, I'm, I'm just focusing on, on writing some songs for another album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A solo album again. Yeah. 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 Cool. Do you like, do you prefer being a solo artist or in a band or? Oh, both. Yeah. Yeah. Both have got their both, different I think. Yeah. elements. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Are you always looking for new things to do or you I think so, hey. Like I um you know, I look at how busy life is hmm. and um you know, without music even. Yeah. And then um there's always something going on with music these days, some little project or <laughs> or, or band or yeah. something and I always seem to be 
thinking, <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to do this do this little project. And, yeah, so I don't know. I guess yeah. we're glutton for punishment or something. <laughs> do you have a – is it a goal or was it ever a goal to do music as what you do? Is that – Like a full-time Yeah, thing? you know, to rely on music essentially to pay your way through, I guess. I think, honestly, I've probably always been a little bit afraid of that. Mm-hmm. Of having to rely on it and and of having go it, and not having that yeah, safety net, but also have of there having to be so much pressure on that and um, yeah, yeah, it becoming something that I didn't enjoy becomes work yeah. instead of what you enjoy. Yeah, yeah cool. definitely. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's our general background there. Um, when you first started getting out and doing gigs, how difficult was it? To to get your foot in the door and get gigs with blocked nostrils or with <laughs> whoever you were? <laughs> um, to be honest, I, I think I've been lucky to have friends in, you know. In the right places. Yeah, in the right places. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, I don't know that all, all of the, the gigs that I've ever done have probably been you know, like great opportunities or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But but I, th- I in a way, like it, it is. Every every gig is an opportunity for you to to improve and to have that experience of playing in front of an audience, trying out new songs and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, How long did you find it took you to get comfortable being in front of an audience with a microphone and, and throwing your voice out there? After? Oh, you know, it's it's still still I'm still working <laughs> on it. <but laughs> is there an element with glam slam because you? You're costumed up where you can sort of let go a lot more than you normally would? Or? Yeah, I mean, I think that definitely um, kind of gives a bit of a different slant to it where you're kind yeah, of yeah. hiding behind a, an alter ego and, yep. you know, you can, you can kind of become something different and, um, you know, yeah, you're a character then. It's a, it's a different yeah, thing yeah. for sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess Glam Slam would be sort of one of the better known bands that you're in locally. They seem to do fairly well when you were getting around regularly. I'd always hear, well, you know, it was a good show and Glam Slam, you got to check this band Glam Slam out. Is that sort of. Oh, cool. Do you have a project, I guess, that you're most proud of that you've done or do you think your best work is still to come? I mean, I guess most artists always say, well, my best is still to come. Have you sort of put out that thing that is most you where you got to say things you wanted to say or is that still to come? Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I always, I I try to keep, um, you know, integrity about about music that I, that I create and um, you know, projects that I'm involved in. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I don't know. Yeah, hopefully the best <laughs> isn't behind me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you always got to have something to go for. <laughs> um, I guess on a local, on the, in terms of the local scene the common wisdom is that people don't go out anymore and it's hard to get people out. Do you find that? How difficult is it to get people to engage on a regular basis with you as a performer? I guess not just your friends and family, but do you find that there's not many people going out or that it's hit and miss? What's the... Yeah, I think I think sometimes it's a bit hit and miss. You know, sometimes it's great, sometimes it's packed. I suppose it just depends on a lot of things. Um yeah, you know, even even it just being like a crappy rainy night yeah, or yeah. really cold, like sometimes the turnout, I guess, is a bit disappointing. But um, mm. but I don't know. I think I think the the live music scene is pretty much still still going, still thriving. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I, I 
often ask it, do you think there's been a shift in culture away from that valuation of music? Now you've got so many other options that you can do other than go out to a, a pub and watch a band. Is it? Do you feel that it's sort of losing that cultural, I don't know, cachet music? It just doesn't seem to be something that all that many people want to do, especially in the younger generation it seems? Or I don't yeah, know if it's just that know. I'm not going to the shows that younger kids want to go to. Or... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I think... Um... Yeah, there's definitely some younger people that are that are, are into that scene. But, you know, yeah. times are changing and people are into different scenes and there's there's a whole lot of different stuff out there. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, cool. Um, how hard is it to balance that work life, music life, personal life outside of music? Do you find – is it a challenge or is it, you, you welcome the challenge? You like to have the – all the balls up in the air at once. Sometimes it is a challenge. I think you know when you when you get into a a groove and um, you know like writing or mm-hmm. um, just creating and practicing and that sort of thing, and then getting back to reality and yeah. and responsibilities <laughs> and that sort of thing. But mm. um, yeah. Who's your um, uh, favorite bands that you've seen around locally? Who's sort of your picks of the the local? Pardon me, the local bands on the scene at the moment. Well, um, I've been I've been seeing a fair bit of stuff at Five Sawyers lately. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I'm really excited about is the um, the So What Supper Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's been pretty cool. And um, that's just oh, that, that's at Five Sawyers where yeah, they just have a, yeah. an acoustic performer. It's it's like it's a band, so okay. they they do sort of a bit of a jazz verse hip hop thing, and mm-hmm. um, there's an amazing singer, Steph Russell, amazing young singer. She's awesome. I was completely blown away by her mm-hmm. voice, and um, and her original stuff is really good too. And um, yeah, I always like to to go and check out stuff at Nima mm-hmm. at the underground. You're, you're sort of around that jazz scene a fair bit, yeah? That's, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I like to go check out Adam Miller and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your favourite venues to play at? What, do you have any particular venues around town that you love? Or Oh, I, you know, I love the Stag. That's a fantastic venue. And um, the Wicko. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think both those places are doing um, awesome stuff with yeah. with. It's been a good resurgence here at the Stag. It was sort of wasn't doing anything for a couple of years yeah. there, but over the last little bit it really seems to Yeah, I've seen some up. really good stuff there and it's definitely a um, great place to play at. Yeah. yeah, they've put some money and time into the front room there as well to definitely. make it sound yeah. good, yeah. Um, do, I guess, sort of touching back on doing music as a full-time thing, is it even logical to think that someone could do that now? Like, is that a possibility? Do you think that someone can make a living playing music on a regular basis without touring around the country or just hitting the pub scene and doing those covers gigs every week? Is there another way to do it? Or is it even silly to think that you should be able to pay your bills making original music locally? Oh, well, I don't know. I think... um yeah, that's right. There's 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 work out there and that sort of thing. Mm. And um, I guess it's just more you take away from it as an artist, yeah. What you yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 
um, with I, I find with music it's sort of a, it's mostly a demand for content these days because you sort of do oh, here's our four track EP and then the next week you've sort of you know it's months or years before you've got any new content yep are you always writing songs have you got stuff ready to go to record how does that transition sort of look from you from compiling songs do you, are you writing for an album each time or are you just writing songs and put them where they fit from there I think like previously um you know previous to releasing my album I was pretty much just writing songs mm-hmm. whenever I could without re- any real thought of where it was going other than performing live yeah but I think since then you know, yeah, I, I'm keen to, to write for another album, yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah. Same band again, put together? Are you trying to keep those plays together or...? Oh, um, you know, a couple of people have moved away and yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm sort of thinking about different projects as well. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you see positivity in the future for the local scene? We've got all these changes around town, transport issues, all that sort of stuff. Do you think we'll come out better on the other side? Or oh, I, I'm, you want to be I'm optimistic, optimist, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I hope. I hope so. I think you know. There's there's always potential for for good things. So yeah. 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 Um, how do you find work now? Do you, are you putting together bands or are you approached by people with any regularity to be involved in a project or? Oh, sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I've been, I've had a bit of involvement with some collaborations recently. Mm-hmm. So, Secret yeah, projects cool. on the boil? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> um, when you, with playing, do you, is your plan just to play Forever, you know, you, you don't have a sort of a set date where you're going to go, well, I'm, I'm done by this point or anything like that. It's just, to, as far as you can see, you'll just keep going with it. I hope so. Yeah. 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 It's, um, I, I guess it's a case of how long your voice can hold up really in terms of, because <laughs> you're quite a powerful voice. And, oh, thank you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I hope I'm always singing or at least, um, you know, playing music and creating things with, with people. I think that's... You know, and really a really important aspect of of my life, mm-hmm. and um, and so many other musos as well. You know, it's a little community, and yeah, and yeah. I hope I'm still playing with <laughs> some of these people in the future, and yeah. yeah, keep on doing it. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't see any end, yeah, <laughs> end point in it. Yeah, cool. You find a lot of, uh, I guess, musicians talk nowadays about mental health and things like that. How difficult is it to stay? To look after yourself, I guess, being a musician, do you find that there's intrinsic sort of links with anxiety, depression, that sort of stuff? Do you, is, is it, you know, without digging too deep into your own personal history or anything too private or anything like that, do you find that there's, I guess, a link with being a creative person and having those sort of struggles? Or I think it can be, you know, like there's definitely, uh, I don't know if I could speak for, for everyone, yeah. but, you know, being a... Um, an artist or you know a songwriter and and putting yourself out there personally and and sometimes wondering you know <laughs> what's the point what was and it for, um, yeah. yeah you know like why am i doing this and mm. definitely sometimes a battle um you know with with that d- desire to to perform and and share something with with others and um you know sort of 
wondering, <laughs> you know, why you're doing this and, yeah, yeah. and, you know, if other people are even getting anything yeah, out yeah. of it and if that <laughs> even matters, you know, yeah. like, yeah, it's definitely something. Does that matter that, that other people, I mean, it's a common thing, I guess, with musos to say, well, you know, I'm so integrity to integrous and I don't care what other people's opinions are, but I guess music's essentially communication, yeah, and the point of yes, communication I is agree. that someone takes that in. Yeah. Um, is that is that a consideration when you're putting a set list together or writing songs or you, it's I, I think um I think at the end of the day, you know, when I write it it's from it's a personal thing and it is I, I try to be true to to myself and, and that feeling or issue or whatever and I think, yeah, at the end of the day we're all human and there's going to be somebody that gets something yeah. Yeah, out yeah. of it. And, and I think in a way that that is important as an artist that someone else can appreciate Some that. level of connection yeah. and validation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Have you found, we're in the, the Me Too era now, have you found any particular disadvantages or walls thrown up in front of you for being a woman musician or a female musician? I don't want to get the terminology wrong there. <laughs> Professionally, no, I don't think so. But I mean, definitely growing up, there was some, um, <laughs> you know, some some stuff going on there with, you know, being probably like the only girl hanging out with a bunch of guys mm. jamming or playing music. Yeah, 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 definitely. You know, like when I was in my teens. Um, I was jamming with a bunch of guys and um, we got offered a, a gig at a friend's party and they um, ditched me for yeah, a, yeah. A, a guy, bass player. And, um, <laughs> you know, I'd been jamming with them for, for months. Yeah. And, um, yeah they tell we you beforehand or did you just show up? and you? No, they told it. me beforehand. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, we're going to get this guy to play bass. I'm like, are, are you serious? I've been playing. Yeah, I've been jamming with you guys for like months. Mm. <laughs> like no, he's our he's our friend. You know, yeah, he's going to be the celebrity for the night. <laughs> Do you see a change in that happening now, or you, I don't know? You sort of past that point where it really does affect you on a professional level, and a. Oh, uh, I don't know. I I tend to be oblivious to yeah. some of that stuff. I don't know, um, but honestly. Like the people that I've been involved with have been like pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not really an issue. Yeah. With with the people that I've been involved with. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. You got the uh, Glam Slam reunion show coming we up do. soon. That's in October. Yes, that's exciting. What spurred that on? Was it the whole band wanted to get back together, or a couple well, of people have floated it, or? Well, it's the guitarist's birthday. Yep. And um, yeah, so he he gave me a call and said. Um, <laughs> thinking about doing this for my birthday are you yep. keen i'm like yep let's do it so do it. <laughs> bust out all the old costumes again and for sure yeah cool. yes <laughs> yeah, i never saw grand Sl- glam slam i heard tons about it but i never got to actually see a show well so. make sure you're there 20th of october at the wicko it's it's sort of a, a spiritual home ground by the sounds of things for you the wicko there you seem to play there fairly regularly yeah it's, definitely yeah, yeah they've been very good to us there so yeah cool um not many other venues sort of 
I guess, with that profile of the Wicco locally anymore that support original music. Um, what's your thought? I know there seems to be a lot, you know, there's no live music around, but every pub you go to has somebody playing music in some capacity, whether it's a duo with a MIDI backer or something like mm. that. Do you find that you know, is live music ever going to be endangered or is it do people make too much of a fuss out of nothing? I, I really hope not. I really hope it's not endangered because, you know, it's important and, um, yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah. It's not the same <laughs> as, yeah, you know, it's, it's a different thing. There's different types of entertainment, I suppose, but that's definitely like live music. I think it's definitely one that you yeah. don't want to lose, you know. Yeah, definitely yeah. one that you'll look back on and go, "Why? How do we? Why did we not keep that going?" Oh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> have you had much uh, time out of Newcastle playing? Have you toured? Have you done much touring? Anything like that? No, not really. Not something you're particularly interested in, or just didn't come up as an opportunity with the projects you've had. Um. Yeah, I I think. You know, like I, I was a single mother for mm-hmm. a lot of this, so it, pr- it wasn't really something that I pursued. It wasn't really something that yeah, yeah. I, I felt like I was able to do mm-hmm. or something that I pushed for. So, yeah. yeah. Do you, obviously you don't regret spending that time with your daughter or anything like that, but do you have those moments where you're like, if only I'd no, thrown it in early, you know, gone harder earlier or anything like that? Or are you quite happy? Are you satisfied, essentially, I guess, with the work that you do now, with the music that you make? And Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I, with it? I definitely have, you know, goals for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but... Um, definitely not ready to pack in yet, just yet. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> cool. All right. That's everything I've got there. All right, then. Cool. Excellent. Thank you. Much appreciated. Thank you. Mm-hmm.